Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. And uh, me, Jamie Ball. Hey Mark, hey listener. Welcome to another banjo fracking, toe extracting, uh, get down on your knees and uh, hail the Parliament of Trees, Mark. Episode of the Betamax Dungeon. What's Parliament of Trees? The, pa- the Parliament of Trees. Why are, you, why are you putting your fingers up? I don't know, I was just trying to add sinisterness to it. Is that a word? Sinisterness? No, probably not. Uh, the Parliament of Trees are a swamp thing, Mark. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, did you, have you watched that Werewolf by Night? Yeah. What did you think? I thought it was alright. With Man Thing. Ted Size. <laughs> um... I thought it was pretty good. I liked it as well. I um I liked how it was black and white and kind of felt like a nineteen fifties yeah. sort of uh, or earlier than that. Sorry, like nineteen thirties Universal kind of. Yeah, it had that vibe to it. That was really well done. I thought they could get away with a bit more blood, couldn't they? Because it was black and white. Yeah. When it started getting a bit violent at the end, and it, there was a bit of liquid flying around, but because it was black and white, I think they got away with it. Um, it's still a 50, it's Spoiler a 50, alert. Yeah, go on. Spoiler alert. Uh, Man Thing turning up was really good, but his character... Um, Not so good. Well, he was like uh, he was like friendly, docile Man Thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was kind of accurate that it's like if... It, the thing with Man Thing is that if you show fear and he touches you, you will burn. That's like his thing. Oh, right. So if you're afraid of him, he will touch you and you will just catch on fire. That's weird. So, so that was why, that was why uh, Jack Russell was saying to her, like, oh, when you meet him, just pretend he's an old friend and just be really friendly. Right. Uh, but having said that, this man thing maybe did have a bit too much of a kind of personality in a... I don't really know a lot about Man Thing, to be honest. Well, I like that Marvel is getting around to the horror side of it, because the horror side of Marvel, you know, like anything, the horror side of anything is my kind of... Yeah, there was a Man, <coughs> man Film movie a few years ago, wasn't there? Yeah. That was 2005. A load of old toss? i got to be honest with you, I think I watched about the first ten minutes of it, and it was just really dark. Like well, Visually dark. Yeah, I just couldn't really see what was going on, and it was a bit slow. Oh, right. um, in the I the the swamp thing, the recent Amazon swamp thing, like uh, that was just really slow. It seemed. Well, they binned off after a season, didn't they? Yeah. And then just, every, everyone was going. Well, it was really good. I struggled to get through it, to be honest. Did you get through it all? No, no, no. I think it might have picked up towards the end because everybody was going, oh, no, they've cancelled it. Wow, yeah, okay. Well, I might revisit they it. They do a lot of this slow burny stuff now for the first four episodes of stuff. Yeah, but I think I, I got about halfway through. It just seemed, uh, it just didn't seem quite accurate enough. Do you know what I mean? I know they got, for TV, you got to make a few changes and everything, but it just didn't quite, just didn't quite feel right. What, um, so, Mark, what have you been watching this week? Oh. Um, I watched this week, Jamie. You're not going to believe what I watched. And I can't even begin to think why I watched it. Battleship. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Whose name is on the above the thing? Rihanna. Rihanna. Oh, my Is word. her name above the thing? No, Liam Neeson. All in the trailers, it's Liam Neeson. And <laughs> is it Taylor Kitt? Kish? Oh, yeah, that, I know what you mean. Poor old Taylor. Just say it with confidence. Ta- yeah, that's right. Taylor, Taylor Kitch. Kitch. Taylor Kitch. 
He's got a rough deal, hasn't he? I don't know. That doesn't sound right. Is that I his don't, name? I don't know. Yeah, he was sort of... Un- he's been unlucky. He was like the big name for a year. Yeah. And then you don't hear about him at all now. When it Warlord from Mars, when it was... His no, other John one. Carter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, not... War- yeah. Um, Which should, by all accounts, should have been massive. I yeah, yeah. They spent a lot of money on that. 200 million they spent on that. Have you seen that? Not all the way through. It was a slog. Yeah, yeah. But bat- Battleship, Liam Neeson's name's all over it, and he's in it for about 10 minutes. And it is possibly one of the worst films I've ever seen. Well, don't they literally at the end defeat the aliens by working out grid references? Yeah, mate, a la it's, the it's game sh- Battleship. Absolutely. Hey, hit, D, in. D, hit D6. Yeah, there's and a you'll lo- fuck them up. There's a load of boys. <laughs> Basically, it, none of it makes any sense. There's a signal sent out to this to this planet with Earth-like uh, an Earth-like environment. It's it's the right distance away from a sun. Okay. Um, a Goldilocks planet. A Goldilocks planet. So, without thinking, they just go, well, "Yeah, we'll just send, we'll just ping them a message." And there's a, there's, a, there's one bloke goes, "Oh, hang on a minute. Maybe that's not a maybe that's not a good idea." Yeah. And then about seven years later, he'd obviously seen films. Yeah, yeah. He's alive in the world. Yeah, because you would think about it, wouldn't you? Well, you, yeah, I would. You go, well, maybe yeah, that's yeah. What if they're bell ends? Yeah, they're probably going to be bell ends. Probably. Well, they're in, in Battleship, well, they are bell ends. Yeah, and, and they don't even know how to play Battleship. No, or bell ends. they, I think they sent a, send a few scout ships to Earth, and they land in Hawaii. One lands in China. A load of them land in Hawaii, and they put out this. Like a force field, right. which just happens, so happens to only encase a little bit of Hawaii and three ships. Okay. And then it's like two and a half hours. Right. It, oh, it's, Rihanna's terrible. Taylor Kitsch is terrible, even though he's trying. Liam Neeson isn't even inside the barrier. Oh, okay. He's just like, he, don't, he doesn't he's play He's the man on the outside. Yeah, he doesn't play battleships at all. Yeah, it's not, okay. not fair. And they convolute this. I feel like I would have wanted to see Liam Neeson play Battleship. Yeah, I want, that's why I started watching it. I reckon he'd be badass at Battleships, I reckon. Do, he was doing his gruff Irish American. I have a very particular <laughs> skill. <laughs> it's playing Battleships. <laughs> Do that again. Be free. <laughs> <laughs> you sunk my Battleship. Um, oh, yeah. mate, it's. it's it's worse than Transformers and it's not even directed by Michael Bay. Well, you wonder how they really sold that to the actors when they went to him and said, you know that game, Battleships? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to make a film about it. It's like, what? And we want you to be in it. Well, they've got like, these, these these aliens come over and they land in the sea and they start playing Battleships and you think, well, why didn't the aliens just like get up and fly away? Because they come out of the water and move and then land on another grid. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. And the aliens are poorly designed. They're just like... Weird. That's cheating at battleships as well. You can't move, move your, battleship. your battleship mid-game. I know. I don't like the sound it's, of these aliens, Mark. Cheating bastards. It's... Well, okay. All right. Well, well I... Uh... Well, no, no, no. No, I haven't finished. Oh, you've got more to say about battleships? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just How many quickly. stars would you oh, give battleship? Um, um, can we have a less than a one? <coughs> no. 
do you mean? No, because then that would be out of six. Oh, we I'm, don't do it out of six, oh, we do it out of five. My question to you was going to be, these big films cost 250 million or something, and it's Peter Berg directing it. Now, do you know Peter Berg? I've heard the name, what else did he do? Uh, he does a lot of stuff with Mark Wahlberg in. Okay. He did the one about the oil disaster. Oh, okay. Uh, He's done a Alpha. few... Bi- yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. But do they just get like directors like him and Michael Bay because they're good at organising shit? Not yeah, for them. Yeah. It's just logistical. I guess a, a lot there's of that... There's 250 million. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. But there's, there's no artistic merit in it at all. It. It's just he must be... He's good at organising stuff. Yeah, but then... I mean, Battleship... Battleship seemed like a really faulty premise. Yeah, yeah terrible. But... Having said that, I mean, I have seen it. I got, I can't, I literally can't really remember it's that awful. much about it. Yeah, it's not great, but I have seen it. And I mean, it looks good. I mean, the, the cinematography and everything, Hawaii looks good. Yeah, but you'd have to be a knobhead to shoot Hawaii and mess it up, wouldn't you? I get, yeah, I guess. Yeah. When that vista's there, and you, 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 that's something you'd have to try and mess up. It'd be hard to. It, It'd be hard to really get enthusiastic about making that film. Yeah. You know, you're making a film about battleships, the game. I don't... Who's, you know? who's your co-star? Rihanna? What's she been in? Nothing. What do I sign? But she loves... Battle- Maybe she was no. just a huge battleship <laughs> fan. Maybe the whole premise is, is flawed terribly. I know, yeah. Anyway, one star. Right, so that... Okay, so that was your one star movie of the week. Uh, I saw what I would say was a forced, arguably, in my mind, is a four-star movie. Right. And I'd avoided it for years, because even within kind of horror review cycle, you know, uh, circles, it's had sort of bad reviews. It's always been discredited and not a great movie. Uh, it's Brian De Palma's The Fury. Um, is that Kirk Douglas? It is Kirk Douglas. Um he made it after Carrie. Uh, Carrie was what, 1976? Oh, was it after Carrie, but before Scanners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a similar type thing. It is totally similar to Scanners. Um, and I, it because of the similarity, and yeah. I went back to Scanners to watch yeah. it again. And uh, the key thing about The Fury, and the reason why everyone needs to watch it, and why I would say it is definitely in my mind a four star movie yeah it's got one of the best movie deaths of all time it's like a full on body detonation in scanners <laughs> in scanners Sorry. it's awesome it's, <laughs> say, it, say it again it's a full on body detonation <laughs> I don't why is that so funny I don't know <laughs> in scanners the guy's head explodes right but in this I mean it, John Cassavetes literally explodes <laughs> he just explodes and I mean Brian De Palma films it with about seven cameras. Oh no! So it's, and it's it re-edited. Makes... So him exploding, in effect, w- would take like is it like like a Matrix camera or round him? Um, far off. There's one above. <laughs> there's definitely one above it. Oh. And um, whereas the explosion in real time would maybe be a millisecond in the movie, it's almost like five minutes oh. of him just exploding. Um, Do you reckon that's on YouTube? I would, I would guarantee something. Should we have a quick look? Yes, if you Right, want. we're going to pause it a second. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax done. Well, that was worth the wait, that was. That was incredible, Jamie. I know. 
I think I, it probably beats the scanner's exploding head. That was incredible. In a white room. And you don't get to see the room after. <laughs> no. That would have been a nightmare. Imagine being the crime scene clean-up team with that. It probably even put that fire out. <laughs> There's a log fire burning behind. I re- that The amount of blood that comes out of him, I reckon that would have well, doused the... Seven points. And the funny thing as well, uh, bearing in mind this is the film that Brian De Palma had had a real good success with Carrie. Yeah. Then he did The Fury, and it was a bit of a ha- head scratcher for a lot of people that he was doing another film about telekinesis. Mm. Um, but then, as we were saying at the end, Amy Irving was also in Carrie. Yeah. In this film, she plays the psychic girl. Has she got a brother in this film? No, she, no. She makes there is another one, but it's uh, Kirk Douglas's son. Right. And she kind of makes a psychic link to him. Right. Okay. At the end of the film, as we just seen, when the full-on body detonation happens, <laughs> she's in a white. She's in like a white nightgown. Yeah. And how is she going to look after that? Well, it's, well, she's going to like carry. She's going to look like Carrie at the end. Yeah. Well, She's going to be covered in blood, just like Carrie is at the prom. Maybe that's why he cut it out. I don't know that he cut it out. It just, it, it, it's it's brilliant, because um, it's asking you to use your... You see it all. You see him exploding. And his head bounce. His head bounce. It's massively gory, <laughs> but you don't see the after effect. He leaves out to your imagination, but you know it's a massively... It's an incredibly white room. Yeah. She's wearing a white... She is wearing kind of like what Carrie was wearing at the prom. Yeah. And she's going to be covered in blood. She's going to... So in a way, it is even the same, similar kind of ending to Carrie. So anyway, yeah, that was the film I saw. That was your film of the week. Um, Four Stars. Four Stars. stars. Yeah. I'll have to watch that. The only downside is... uh, I I don't really want to spoil it, though. No, don't spoil it. Okay. Uh, should, it, we talk, should we talk about the film we're going to talk about this week? The main event? The, what, the film? The or, film. Really? Didn't we want to talk about Halloween Kills? I thought we were going to do that at the end. Oh, we can do that at the end. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it. this week's... Yeah, no, no, that's fine. How long have we done already? We've probably blown uh, we it No, we've done eight, 18 minutes. Oh, okay. That's fine. Should we just talk about what we yeah, are hoping to see? Because uh, when we're recording this, it's October. It's October. It's mid-October. I love this time of year. Uh, Halloween is sort of coming up. Uh, yeah. When I walk around at night on my own, I have the Halloween theme like ticking away in my do 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 in my head, pretending that Michael Myers is hiding behind. As long hedges. as you're not pretending to be Michael Myers. No, 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 no. That'd be no, too no. scary. What you scare yourself? Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. That's why the POV shots are so scary because it makes you think, oh my God, I'm doing it to these people. <laughs> that would be bad. Oh my God, that would be too scary. I'm murdering people. Much better to be the victim, Mark. Okay. Um, so, and uh, like any good Halloween, we we get a Halloween movie this Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Don't try to suppress your enthusiasm, Mark. It's Halloween ends. I know, I'm worried, mate. Okay, what are you expecting out of the end of the David? Well, I to be Gordon. honest, I've stayed pretty spoiler free on it. <coughs> and I think you, <coughs> Dad, yeah, and I think you probably have as well, haven't you? 
What, spoilers? Yeah. Well, I haven't really seen any reviews or anything of that nature. And the reviews have started coming out this morning. I have The only thing I have literally seen is the trailer. Right. And I'll, I'll, you tell me what you're hoping or expecting, and I'll tell you what well, I... I hope there's more to it than um, Michael Myers running around and then have a fight at the end. I hope they do something a little bit different. Okay. Because that would be a shame. Yeah. If they didn't. I don't want them to do anything too mental. Cause is there sometimes a little part of you that wishes there really was just one Halloween film and they'd never made another one again? There's a little tiny bit of me that thinks when, that. But wouldn't that make it even... Wouldn't that, Halloween is an amazing film. Yeah. Wouldn't that make it even more amazing that it just was yeah, but that's alone? Not how, in, that's not, that, that, I know. Yeah. I mean, there's only... Good characters don't die, do they? Do no, you know I mean? they just... people want to see people yeah. want to see more. Yeah, and you can't blame people. I mean, there's even Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Sequels and the second one's brilliant. Yeah, the second one is good. I'm not really. Never, good. I don't think I've seen the third. We should do Psycho two actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, two, I love Psycho two. Three's okay. I like three. Was it Perkins directed three? I think he did. Yeah. Anyway, let's get skip back to yeah, yeah, Halloween yeah. ends. What are you? What, my concerns are. It's going to be terrible. Like the. Last one. Well, Halloween Kills was bull bag. Well, I, do you know what? I watched it again recently. The kills are good. The kills are great. Yeah, good kills. It's just it's got that middle film problem of ain't got anywhere to go. It's got nowhere to it's go. Treading water, isn't it? Because all that stuff in the Memorial Hospital is just filling. It's just I don't want. I don't want to watch a film of Jamie Lee Curtis in a hospital bed. Not, and I mean, not, she's not still for, great. Not, not again, because she did that in Halloween Two in nineteen eighty-one. I mean, she's still great, but you just give us something to do. No, do you know it, what I mean? It, it's, it's, just, it, it's it's a film where they're treading water. All right, here. This is go with me on this. This may be a little bit out there. Okay. Right? Here is my honest hopes. Right, you're not going to go give a real detailed plot and then be annoyed when it doesn't happen. Just listen to me. <laughs> Here are my hopes for Halloween ends. Okay. Right? Okay. Literally, the film starts. Michael Myers is at the door. Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee, yeah. opens the door. They're right into it. <laughs> what, for two yeah, hours? they're right into it, right? <laughs> and you know how much we love They Live in the fight scene yeah. in They Live? Right. Well, essentially, we get that, height, that like fight scene for the entire movie. With Jamie Lee and Michael Myers, right? Okay. Right. So they're beat, they're fighting. They go all through Haddonfield with this puncher <laughs> through the hospital. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hear me out. So they're so they're punching one another through walls out into the street, and the crowd builds up, and it's a real like you know, well, like the end of Rocky Five. Proper, <laughs> proper, full on punch out, right? right? And then, right, Jamie Lee somehow seems to punch him back. Through a wall, but they're back through time, and then they're in like uh, the Silver Shamrock Factory, and they're fighting. This is the weird dream. And they and they uh, for a moment they team up and they fight one of the Silver Shamrock automatons, and they beat that up, and then they're back fighting. They're beating the shit out of one another, and Jamie Lee punches him through a window or something, and then they're back in the hospital, 
of Halloween 2 huh? and they're fighting what, they're uh, fighting in the surgery room they're fighting in like the canteen this and the is hospital. mental yeah I know hear me out Mark okay. and they're fighting they're, and then a gun comes into play what right a gun comes into play is Loomis there he, he could pop up <laughs> he could pop up but essentially they're just beating the shit out of one another right, right. okay and uh, Jamie Lee's like punching Michael and then they go through a they got picks her up, age of 130 he chucks her through a wall and then they're back and Jamie Lee is young again she's the babysitter of Halloween they're back at that time and they're stood there facing one another and they've been fighting over this gun and Jamie Lee she picks up the gun and she holds it to her head and she says goodbye Michael and she pulls she pulls the trigger blows her brains out right. falls to the ground dead and so does Michael he what? just drops dead and then it's just the end. What does he fall down there? You tell me. Why are they coming back in time? What, I, what have we been smoking? Nothing. Wouldn't that, that? That's what. That's what I want to watch. Well, it could be then. I mean, from the trailers, that's not going to happen, is it? Well, there is that one bit in the trailer that I'm really worried about, where she goes, "The only way he can die is if I die." Yeah, where's she getting all this from? She started giving it that all that jabberwocky and Halloween kills. I hope they don't pull like a kind of you know, like we said that they weren't brother and sister. (laughs) They really are brother and sister. No, they can't be. I would be really annoyed if they do do that. That That would be terrible. They they wouldn't do that now, would they? I I don't know. I mean, he's got to be during his pension. This is set four years after Halloween kills. He's getting on now, and he's proper getting. He's getting on in the last one. Well, he's late sixties now. It's not Nick Castle, is it? I don't. Well, think... I think I think Nick Castle does the. Uh, Nick Castle does the uh, tilted head look. Every time you see Michael Myers with a tilted head, that's Nick Castle. I he think. nails the tilted head. Do you know? What? I just I know we got we got to get on to the other film. Just yeah, just yeah. quickly, I recently also watched Halloween Two: The Hospital One, the original Halloween Two. Okay, I like that one. And um, deep red kill the yeah, face yeah, in the yeah. boiling tub. And the thing I noticed about the actor that plays Michael Myers in that, Dick Warlock, terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. Point two? Yeah, terrible. You okay. compare him to <laughs> to the way Nick Castle walks, he is... He doesn't stick out as a bad one. No, but then you... I mean, when take, take for example, in the original Halloween, he goes for Laurie and she falls down the stairs, she does that tumble. Yeah. But then he's at the top of the stairs and you see him coming down the stairs. He's not running, but he's walking with purpose. Yeah. And when he's coming across the road and she's trying to get in the door. Oh yeah, he's he's walking with, he's not running, but he's walking yeah, with purpose. He's, yeah, yeah. You watch him in that the actor in Halloween two and he's literally just it's a slow walk everywhere. Okay. And he's he's he, he's going down the stairs at one point and he doesn't even look down the stairs. Oh, okay. It's just an old... Different like, director, Mark. Different director, different yeah. actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's, really a, there's, a, there's a reason they keep bringing Nick Castle back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he's great. Anyway, that's, that's that. Jamie and Fortune's Betamax Dungeon. Anyway, what's the main feature? There we uh, go. See, we call it the main feature. Oh, that's good. I like that, Mark. That's what's good. the main that feature works. this week? Main feature tonight, Mark, is uh, 1997's Perfect Blue, Ooh. directed by Satoshi Kon. And it's our uh, it's a big thing for uh, Beat Max Dungeon. It's our first anime movie. It is. How do you feel about anime movies, Mark? 
I haven't watched that many in life, if I'm being honest with you. Okay. I mean, my experience of anime growing up was Battle of the Planets. Okay. Ulysses 31. G-Force. G-Force, yeah. Ulysses 31, was oh, that really? anime? Have you just seen that one? That's old. What, Ulysses 31? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, it's all Greek. <laughs> it's all, all Greek, Greek. <laughs> It's all Greek space legends, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't, that one, I don't remember. Uh, that's just what I remember that. I, um... I yeah, don't, I, I don't think I've ever watched Akira all the way through. Really? Yeah, I think you're Jeez, good. Jeez, man. Ghost in the Shell? No. Ninja Scrolls? No. You have seen Ninja Scrolls? No. What about Yurotsu Jotsu, Legend of the Overfiend? What do you think? Probably, you're probably going to say no. No. Um, well, I... I've watched a few anime films over the years. It's not like I don't I, get me wrong. It's, it's not that I don't like them. It's just because I've n- never... It's never struck me as something that I needed to watch. Well, I, I understand that, and I'll tell you what my problem has been over the years. And I, 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 I don't get me wrong. I love anime films. I, I do enjoy Akira, Ghost in the Shell. I really like uh, Yurotsu Jotsu. Uh, yeah, I like. Uh, but do I understand them? Do I 100% get what's going on? No, no, I don't. Not at all. Akira, I really don't really get what's going on. Is it a um, lot of it lost in translation? I think a lot of it is that. Uh, I think a lot of it is that. And just... Um, different yeah, cultures, just, cult- different. just different cultures. I think just um, what... Uh, yeah, it, uh, audiences are different. And I think uh, what we expect... and. Uh, what Japanese audiences expect is obviously going to be slightly different. Mm. Um, however, the film we're talking about tonight... Uh, it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah. Is, Apart from a few... Well, I, uh, I would say of anime films, this one is genius because it kind of... It, it plays on that misunderstanding that you can yeah. have. That kind of like, I, I really don't get what's going on. But it works for it this works film. For this film. It really works for this film. Um, Do you think it would work if it was uh, uh, oh, what's the word? Like a real life film. Live action. Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hundred percent. Sorry. Let me just say that again. Do you think it would work, Jamie, if it was a live action film? I do, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it, originally it was going to be live action. I oh, know. I heard that it was going to be live action, um, and it. Uh, even watching it, it it could one hundred percent be yeah. live action. Um, the only time really they make the most of it being an anime is uh, during the like the particularly bloody kill scene, um, which I mean the guy gets stabbed in his crutch, he gets poked in the eye. It's like basically with a stiletto. It's like an ice pick. Yeah. Um, and I mean, in live action, that'd have been. Re- I mean, there's a lot of blood spraying in that scene, so it, I, they kind of use the anime yeah, bit in yeah. that with like the ridiculous bloodletting. But should we do a, a plot quickly? Yeah. Okay. Quick synopsis. Go on then. Uh, okay. Well, so uh, basically, we're introduced to uh, Mima. Yeah. Who's a singer in the band Sham? Love the band name. It is a great name. Yeah, is it Cham? Sham? Sham? Sham. Basically, um, she's they're more moderately successful. They've never really had a hit. They've got a big fan base. A tiny uh, kitten. Not quite 
Because that would be me, me, Kerry Katona. But they've got they've got a fan base, but we learn early on that the fan base is predominantly male. Yeah. And we also learn early on that the fan base is kind of very possessive of them, like fans can be. Like they yeah. feel like they own own this band. The J pop, aren't they? Yeah, so it's a J-pop band, and she, uh, Mima's decided to leave. She's going to leave, she and she's going to become an actress. A serious actress. Yeah. Um, she leaves, and she starts to undergo a bit of... She's got self-doubt about it, hasn't she? Yeah, she... Uh, like anyone would change in any sort of career, really. It's a massive step for her, to be fair. Well, it also transpires that she's got a stalker. She gets like a heavy breather phone call. Yeah. She's got a stalker. Uh, and then basically her world hang on this is a synopsis uh, quick synopsis her her world starts to unravel Um, her stalker uh, turns out to be murderous and people around her start to die yeah she starts to question her own sanity Um, is she the killer which and you in, you even begin to end up questioning what is real, her real life or the world that she is acting within. Yeah, because she gets an acting job, doesn't she? Yeah. So um, we're kind of we're sort of in the same territory as sort of like Black Swan, aren't we? Yeah. It's very similar yeah, very, to Black Swan. Yeah, very similar to that. Um, and uh, as we said earlier, although it is anime. This a hundred percent could be just a live action film. Yeah, and the uh, the art is so good. The detail of her flat when she's in her flat in uh, small, isn't it? Yeah, but every detail, like the you know the computer is so well rendered in kind of uh, just the little toys and things that you wouldn't necessarily expect them to bother with, like sort of microwave and appliances and plugs. Yeah. And, um, I'll tell you what the, the other thing that struck me about it, it it's kind of well, I mean whether it was like this in Japan in 1997 did you say yeah they, they've got that internet thing sorted haven't they they've the the way uh, trolling and stuff like that well they, I mean it's early internet days isn't it yeah. I mean, that, I mean it, it, it seems like a the film's pretty prescient more... in that regard, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it was ahead of its so. time. Very much so. Um, so, I mean, essentially what we're dealing with here, if I, if you could put it in a nutshell, uh, it's kind of like an anime... It's like a psychological thriller slash slasher. It could almost be a Japanese Jalo film, I would yeah. argue. Yeah. Um, but there's a real whole reality, the questioning of reality... It's a whole yeah, key. Because the, the, this girl, she's a- acting in a... Is it a TV show? Yeah. And they're right. I think it's Double Bind, isn't it? It's the sh- yeah, and they're, the show. They're, they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. They keep changing things. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's almost like a... It's like a Silence of the Lambs style TV show, isn't it? It's like a yeah. psychologist. But it's not... I don't think it's been plotted out. No. Because they keep changing it and they're giving her more to do. Yeah. Because her agent, because she the first, when she first appears on it, she's only got like two two words to say. Yeah, she starts off small, and there's to begin with. 
her uh the agency looking after her, her management team which yeah. i uh, you're introduced to uh Rumi, mm. who is either she's either her agent or a manager i would think manager, manager i would think and the agent's the guy isn't it yeah and uh they're sort of it seems like they're they're her only client she's she's their only client yeah and there's also the kind of sense that um, she's a little bit objectified by them do you know what I mean it's almost like how can we make the most money out of her yeah which is which is what their job is unfortunately yeah and it's like well the band the band is doing okay it's not really making a lot of money they've got a core audience haven't they she she had already appeared in a TV program in a minor role and the director of that had said she's actually a really good actress I think she could have a future as an actress yeah so she's in Mima's kind of torn as well between where to go but she makes a decision she's going to become an actress when she makes that decision things start to go a little bit awry she gets like a heavy breather phone call she finds a website doesn't she yeah, she gets a letter handed to her and it says to her, go to this website, Mina, Mina's room. Yeah. And um, it's maybe fair to point out, Mima is naive to the point of almost being... Well, she's young. She is young, but she's incredibly naive and she, she's so well, out, of her, it, they, they, she's they, out of her depth. Well, before do we know even, how old she actually is? She's like 18, 19? Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's she is very young, yeah. and we know that she'd moved from like a provincial town yeah. to Tokyo to try and make it big. Um, but she, she, yeah, I mean, she's incredibly childlike. She's incredibly naive, and that naivety leaves leads to more trouble in yeah. a way. Um, What's in Mima's room? Well. Mima's room is basically a website that she discovers and she really struggles to even find it and log on yeah, to it. Yeah, she can't even work the computer, can she? Yeah, was, I, mean, it is, I mean, it is mid-night, you know, night, mid to late yeah. 90s, so the internet was kind of a new She's thing. She's typing out H-T-T-P forward slash W. Yeah, I guess it's the old days. Yeah. And... She comes across this fan website, which basically gives like an incredibly diary. detailed diary of her, and it's to be, actually stuff that she's actually done as well, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's even more than that. It's even what she's literally been thinking. I mean, she's got a whole thing about uh, for good luck she, when she st- steps off the subway in the morning. She'll mm. always go on her right foot. When she gets in the bath, she'll always go in by the, her right foot first. These like really intimate things, but even then she's kind of relatively naive to begin with. She's just sort of laughing. Well, she's she like, la- "Oh, this person really knows me." And it's like, well, didn't she yeah. think? Well, who have I told that to? Well, yeah, you'd be thinking, well, "Who have I told?" I obviously. Well, you would be. Yeah. <laughs> but she, but like you said, she's incredibly naive. Because you wouldn't yeah. go around telling everybody that, would you? No. By the way. When I get off the train, I use my right foot, and when I get in the bath. But you've probably told that if you did do that, you'd probably. Say that to loads of people and forget that you told them. I don't know if you, well, I'm not. I'm not an 18 year old well, Japanese girl, so, so I know maybe maybe they maybe it is a cultural thing. They tell everybody all that intimate stuff that they're thinking. I don't know. I don't know. She discovers the website. Yeah, and 
it kind of is suddenly dawning on her that she's being stalked. Yeah. You know, uh, so she... And, uh, but she doesn't really understand what that means. Not to begin with. I mean, it's she, in her apartment, it's that classic thing where she goes home and she's so innocent in that. Uh, she turns all her lights on and everything. Doesn't draw the curtains. Yeah. So she, you feel so vulnerable for her mm. that she's that naive. She doesn't even get that anyone... And you, you keep seeing the city skyline... Yeah. And you're thinking anyone could just be looking in on you. And you... There's also the thing as well where you kind of think, even for a moderately successful J-pop star, yeah. she does seem to be living in a pretty... Well, it's tiny. Yeah. She, it's basically one room. Pretty and much. bathroom, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, when she commutes home as well, she's not really mobbed or recognised. There are no fans... No, but then she's not dressed up I guess. like a J-pop star, is she? Yeah. Um, is it a quick a quick aside? Okay. I went to Sonosphere one year, and a band, uh, Baby Shambles. Yeah, oh, okay. not Baby Shambles. What am I saying? The shampoo. No. <laughs> it's not Baby Shambles. That's Pete Baby Doherty, yeah. Baby Metal. Baby Metal. Baby metal. Okay. Basically, never, if you can imagine heard. those three girls from that J-pop band, yeah, front in uh, Slipknot. Oh, okay. But they're just up, like Japanese schoolgirls. Badass. I like them already, Mark. Mate, they were all. They were really good. Yeah. Came on mid afternoon. It's a Metna concert, a Metna festival. There were men between the ages of thirty-five and sixty going. We don't know what to do. Well, they genuinely they were going. Are we are we supposed to like this? I don't. I, they, I think they're allowed to like. They're allowed it. to like it, but I mean, these girls were dressed in some skimpy stuff, dressed like schoolgirls. Outrageous! Outrageous! And these poor, some of these poor guys were going. They were freaking, well, freaking them out. So that's my experience of J-pop. Okay, baby metal. Look at that; they're all right. Well, yeah, well, Rob Zombie loves them. Okay. I like the sound. Anyway, back to this film. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, where were we up to? So she, yeah, she gets a heavy breather phone call, mm-hmm. uh, and doesn't she get? That's around the time she gets a fax calling her a traitor. Yeah. Because she's got, she's left the band. She's gone into acting. Um, band is still going. It's not broken up. It's just left with her two mates. Yeah, and ironically, even more sickeningly, when she's left, the duo start to get more success. Yeah. Um, don't they start getting radio play yeah yeah well they get uh, they actually break into the top 100 that's, that's right yeah and um, we kind of you kind of realise that you, what the story that we're kind of dealing with is one of those what price is fame and how much would you pay to get f- what you want fame if that if you want to be famous how much w- would you do and uh Mima starts out in this TV programme. It's a relatively small role to begin with. She's already starting to get paranoid. She already feels like the people on the set are laughing at her and that she's not quite good enough. Yeah. She gets a letter, which turns out to be a letter bomb. Does it blow her agent's fingers off or something? It it goes off in the hands of one of the people on the production crew. Is it agent? No, no, it's it's. I don't think so. It's someone to do with the production crew, and it's 
it's not a proper letter bomb, is it? It's kind of a semi-prank. It's almost like a firework that goes from side. It makes his hand bleed, but I think he survives. Um, there's like a ri- there is the one kind of unintentionally funny bit in the film is where that letter bomb goes off in yeah. the guy's hand. Everyone kind of panics, apart from the two guys that he talk that he's talking to, and it's that kind of very static anime. Yeah, they haven't moved at all, <laughs> and one of them goes, "Wow, what just happened there?" <laughs> and the other guy, the other guy who's just stood there not moving at all, says, "I think that letter just blew up in his hand," and it's like that's it's exactly. Like, that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Um, but so we know that Mima is being targeted. Obviously, that her leaving the band, joining the world TV, is obviously disgruntled someone to the point that they're kind of targeting her. Um, well, you see, you see the stalky bloke, didn't you? Right at the beginning in the first concert. You do, yeah. And I think they they give away his name. Is it Mister Man Midori Mandori, something like that? Um, yeah. In the first, he's a security guard. He's working as a security guard That's for the band. Um, and it's great the first time you see him. He's sat that he's sat on like the outer barrier of the stage. Yeah. And he's got his hand. He's got his palm out, isn't he? Yeah. In he's, he's positioned it so she's standing in. The yeah, room. she's yeah. dancing in the palm of his hand. Yeah. Yeah, he literally dancing in the palm of his hand. But he kind of turns out to be a red herring, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, I thought he might have been. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure how it was going to pan out. Uh, I thought he might be a, a red herring. He's got a wonky fucking eye, isn't he? He's always no. He's got he's got a wonky. He's got one eye. Is it one eye? Yeah, he's got. It's the What's one, up with the other guy? Other, other guy? <laughs> the other eye? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> the guy with the eye? It's milky, isn't it? Is, is it a milky eye? It just looks like kind of a wonky, gammy eye. He's got. No, I think it's just a milky eye. It's just white, basically. So does it not work? No. Okay. It's interesting because at the end, when he does get killed, or you discover he's been killed, yeah. he's only been stabbed with a stiletto in one eye. Yeah. The not the gammy eye, the, the other good, eye, the, the good, good eye, eye, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he turns out basically to be a red herring. Yeah. Um, <sighs> well, you see him too soon in a dark room on the same website that she was on yeah it's not that near the end for you to think oh it's, this is definitely him yes yeah, so you kind of already know that he's not he is uh, we we already know that Mima's room is kind of set up as though it's actually Mima yeah say day to, like a day to day blog yeah and it isn't it's not Mima doing it um, but she can very accurate. read it every night. It's very ac- yeah, it's very accurate. But he so but he's reading that and he obviously believes that he is talking to the yeah. real Mima. Um Things really take a turn when within the TV show they decide to do the whole rape scene. Yeah. And um Well she's uh, she's got her agents her agent ask badgering the writer for more to get her more to get her more yeah and he says well well, you can do this rape scene for me um, I think this was the point in the film where those reality lines started to blur yeah because they do the rape scene 
Yeah. And basically, her management are sat there with their head in the rounds, aren't they? Well, well, Rumi, her manager, starts crying. Yeah. She's just in tears. And even her agents, who was pushing for it, he's kind of, he's, he's not loving it. But, but as they're filming it, you're thinking, oh, she's really freaking out. Oh, is she freaking out or is she just acting? And you're like, oh, and it goes on for a long time. It's very, it's really, really clever because to begin with, the agent is saying this would be good for a career. Yeah. And he even says like, really crass. Uh, yeah, every actress does it. Even Jodie Watson named did yeah, it in that one movie. <laughs> and uh, then you think back to what that film was. Yeah, and you're yeah. Like, Jesus man. Um, and Rumi, who we think, who I think is the manager. Is saying no, we, we're not doing it. We're going to go to the screenwriter. This we can't quite do this. And then Mima, really down to her naivety and really down to her just her wanting to do well and succeed and please people, she says yes. Says yeah, yeah, no, I'll do it. It's I'm an actress now. This is what actresses do. It's no problem. And that's that is the chilling thing about it is that she just doesn't even really realise the impact that it could have on her yeah and uh, you kind of think it's just by the by you kind of think like if Mima had run into a Harvey Weinstein type character yeah what would be the outcome yeah. do you know what I mean well we know what the outcome yeah, would have been. yeah. so Mima agrees to do it Really, and she's she's kind of advised not to, really, yeah. but she does it, and it's it's clever because it's not a, it's not a rape scene in the sense that you might see a you know a disturbing rape scene. There's as the audience, there's always that distance because you know it's fictional. Yeah, having said that, it's pretty intense. It's even maybe even more intense because of that. There's that one bit where the they say, it's, it's, right, cut, hold it. And the guy who's basically on top of her says, oh, yeah, I'm really sorry about this. And she says, oh, it's okay, it's fine. And they say, right, we've got to move the cameras. Hold it, hold it there. We're just moving the cameras. And the guy's like led on top of her as they move the cameras around. Yeah. And then they're like, right, okay. Carry go, on. Go. Um, and it is just... It, it's, yeah, it's a it's a crowd scene as well. It's a it's horrible. It's a group it of is men as well. really horrible. And um, I think isn't as well. This is maybe another way that because it's an anime, it's disturbing. But live action would be. Uh, I don't re- live action would really be disturbing. I don't know because if it was live action and you know it's a film set. But you're doing, you're doing the cartoon. Yeah. But it's still disturbing. It's, they, it's horrible. They, you're seeing it through the cameras of the film. So it's shot as a rape scene, isn't it? Yeah. You see it as a rape scene. Yeah. But... Um, <laughs> for me, it works better as that. As, it might have been too much. But, it, but, but then this is around the point where it all starts to bleed together. Yeah. Um, so... You're then kind of presented with the idea that uh, Mima isn't real. She's a character in a mental asylum. And what we thought we were seeing as the TV programme 
is what? is almost presented to you as right. like, well, this could be real. She is crazy. Yeah, she isn't Mima, the J-pop star. star turned actress. She was gang raped in yeah. a strip club, and in order to disassociate herself from it, she sees it as a scene that she was acting out in yeah. a film. And you're like, what? It blows your mind. Yeah. But then even that is revealed to be part of the TV show. (sighs) So it starts doing... It's so clever how it does it, though, where reality and the TV show just start to blend together. With a bit of gaslighting as well. (laughs) Yeah, as it turns out. (laughs) Yeah, as it turns out. Because, I mean, really, uh, we mentioned Black Swan... But we're in sort of Rosemary's baby repulsion kind of territory where we think, are we are we just seeing a a woman, a young woman lose her mind? Yeah. Is there is there something else? Something else, or yeah. is she just going crazy? Yeah. Um, and obviously, as it well, she starts seeing out, herself as well, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. In Her as the J-pops. Yeah. Um, when that first started out, I thought, oh, oh, this is taking a turn. Yeah. No, she is mental. Not yeah, mental. she's she has lost it. She's <laughs> I think you say mental. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. And yeah, I, at that point, you're almost thinking, "Oh God, is this going to go the way of every every other anime and just be a bit too bit too much?" But it would still work. They could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it's. I mean they they she's having visions of herself. And it's herself saying, "You made the wrong choice. You, you, you're not happy doing this. This isn't you. You're a singer in a pop band. You know, you're you're not an actress now. You're a slut who does rape scenes yeah. and gets the, She gets. She kind of gets duped in a photo shoot as well, doesn't she? Yeah. Which is a little bit. She ends up sort of revealing more well, did, did than. She, didn't she say to? Um... She meets up with the girls that she was in the pop band with and says, oh, I've got to do this photo shoot. Is it one of them that says, oh, he's been known to just yeah. keep, your, keep your clothes on? Like, he's, But she doesn't. She shows everything. Yeah. He's giving it the old, uh, yeah, a little bit more shoulder. Destroy me. Destroy me. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. But then it, it, in it... it, Like I said earlier... And that, that, um, the stalker guy, didn't he try and buy up all the magazines? <laughs> Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. He's like highly protective. But then we kind of, um, we kind of get that scene where we begin to understand that he thinks he's talking to her. He's talking. He's emailing someone. Yeah. Uh, he's emailing the Mima who's doing Mima's room. Yeah. And the Mima, em- the Mima in Mima's room is saying, "I was forced into it. Yeah. They made me do this. Yeah. I didn't um, want to do that rape scene. I didn't want to do the photo shoot. Yeah. Um, and that leads into the screenwriter being killed. In the lift, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't actually see the killer. You don't actually see him get killed. You don't see the killer. No, you just see him get in the lift and then the yeah. door's open. And he's been... Both his eyes have been stabbed out. Yeah. And you kind of... Again, the way the film is structured, you almost think, did that really happen? Mm. But then you're like, yeah, okay, that did happen. And then there's the whole... Uh, big body pizza kill and that guy is the photographer oh yeah god yeah 
And I mean, if that was live action, well, that would have been that would have been almost Dreamhouse sort of death. level of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's yeah, it's basically with an ice pick straight in the eye. He gets stabbed in the crutch. Then when he runs, he kind of he's bleeding everywhere. He runs into the bedroom to grab grab a phone. Gets stabbed in the hand, and then the pizza delivery boy is revealed to be Mima. Yeah, but then. We're taken out of that, and that turns out to be again part of a film, part of the film structure. Yeah. So at this point, we're really questioning kind of what's going on, like what's real, what's dream. Yeah, I mean, is, she, it, is the it, TV admit, show it did, real? It is... did nearly lose me, but I hung in there, and it was worth hanging in. Yeah, it's clever. It was yeah, really, it was, really it was the cleverness, but it could have been too. It was almost too clever for its own good. Yeah, almost. Very close to the edge, which is good. Yeah. It, it, it balanced a fine line. Is that is that a word? Is that a phrase? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I did, the first time I saw it, you are very much like, I'm kind of enjoying this. It could turn out well, or it could just end up being a complete bag. Of, yeah, it could be. A, it was almost a mess. Yeah, but by the end, you realise just how clever it is. I mean, yeah. it... Um, on the cover of my version, obviously I've got a Beta Max version. Yeah. But on my DVD version that I also own, um, Roger Corman is quoted as saying it is basically is it, it's like if Hitchcock made a film with Walt Disney. Oh right, okay. And I think that's kind of a fair. It is really quite Hitchcockian. Yeah, it is quite Hitchcockian. Um, yeah. And it has got a lot of it has got kind of a lot of Jalo aspects. Well, it's kind of. And the killer, the killer has got white gloves. In most Jallo films, Italian Jallo, the killer always has black gloves. Mm. But as we were saying when we were talking about audi- audition, in Japan, white is the colour of death. Yeah. So it seems apt that the killer in this is turns out is wearing white gloves. Yeah. Um, should we give away the big um, Yeah, we might as well. Is there is there anything we've left out? Um, talk for death. Um, the hammer blow when she whacks the guy, the wonky, the gammy eyed guy. Yeah, how do they? How does that happen again? Well, she, uh, they rap. They have a rap, don't they? They say right, that's it, cut. Because uh, oh, it's in the studio, isn't it? Yeah, they basically have a scene where the psychologist actress, lead yeah. actress in the TV show, is saying, "Oh, yeah." Um, because she was gang raped, she assumed these two identities. Yeah. And then it kind of ends on that. And then it's like, oh, okay, that's a wrap. We're all done. And Mima is obviously a bit confused. And she goes out into the corridor, talks to the lead actress. And the lead actress says, I'm not a doctor. It's all done now. We've finished with the acting. Yeah. And then as she says it... Because she's really struggling. At yeah. this point, she's all over the shop. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's losing. She her doesn't mind. know whether she's in the film. She's in the reality. She was a J-pop star, or she's not. Yeah, I mean, I, and I mean, it's arguable that and, she had a pretty tenuous not, grip on reality to begin with. <laughs> uh, well, when you find out what happened, it's like, well, yeah. It's weird how her life did mirror that thing she was acting in. Yeah, but then you by the end, <laughs> you, yeah, <laughs> was she? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
The wonky-eyed guy. Is it yes. Mr. Monda... I can't remember his name. That's bad. I should remember it. Is it Mr. Mondadori or Mr. Mondari or something? Something like that. Anyway, he's we the know super we... fan. He's the super fan with a gammy eye. He's... And all those magazines. Yeah. He's walking down the corridor towards her and basically attacks her. Yeah. They end up fighting. He says, oh, I've been in contact with a real memer. You're a fake. She kills him. She whacks him around the head with a hammer. Then it all turns out that that's all part of the TV show. And there's a crowd there and it's like, okay, great, cut. <laughs> She's distraught. She obviously really doesn't know what's going on. And she goes to see Rumi. Yeah. Rumi's looking for her. Yeah. And then Rumi says, oh, don't worry, I'll take you to Mima's house. Mima's room. Yeah, does she take her to a room that she thinks is her house? And it's not, is it? It's Mima's it's Mima's room. But not Mima's room. No, it's, yeah, no, it's, it's the Mima's room of the website, but it's Rumi's room. Yeah, which is exactly the same as Mima's Which is identical. And then, spoiler alert, big reveal. It's Rumi. It's Wasn't Rumi. she in a J-pop band? Rumi? What, when she was younger? Yeah. It may be. I, don't, I, may, I, may, I think I, I got her. that. She, was, she basically lived her life and it went wrong. And she, I think, well, it's that classic psycho thing. It's that schizophrenic. She was... Rumi was also Mima in her mind. And when Mima decided to She do, was living her life vicariously. Yeah, through, yeah. And when Mima decided to go away that she didn't want to go, she couldn't quite handle it. Yeah. And then I think what really did it for Rumi was when Mima agreed to do that rape scene. Yeah, but she and, was saying stuff before that. Rumi, Rumi was really trying to talk her out of it, though. Well, didn't oh, Rumi was nuts throughout. Yeah. But that was what, what really... What was when uh, Mima's having visions of uh, Mima. When Mima's having visions of Mima, and Mima's floating off down the road dancing, yeah. and she's chasing her, yeah. is she really chasing Rumi? Maybe not. I mean, this... <laughs> It's a combination, isn't it? You kind of, on the one hand, yeah, because she's being gaslighted, and she is being gaslighted, she is, her mind is starting to break down. Yeah. So we are seeing a bit of psychological breakdown on Mima's part, but then by the end, we're kind of realising that all of that was really being orchestrated by Rumi. Yeah. And it's really clever at the end how you see Mima is seeing herself... But then in the mirror, reflected, is Rumi. And yeah. Rumi's a little bit overweight. Um, and it really go it really goes out of its way to show that she's sort of sweating and drooling a bit. And yeah. She's nuts. She's just a slavering mad woman. Uh, gives chase. There's a whole fight scene between the two. Yeah. She tries to kill her. Basically, Rumi tries to kill her. And saying like you're not the real Mima um, did we end up in a road yeah which she yeah there's a chase sequence Mima pulls her wig off and chucks it through a glass window yeah that's right a broken window and Rumi goes after it and tumbles falls and falls glass. onto like some glass bit of a deep red kind of flight. yeah well I thought that was it I thought she was dead and then she walks out into the road doesn't she and Mima saves her yeah she saves her from the truck because Rumi kind of 
It's almost like she's in like the limelight again, standing out in front of the That's lights. Is right. a truck hurtles uh, towards her. Anyway, she ends up in a hospital. The very, very ending is where it's almost a twist too far, isn't it? And by that point, I'm like, yeah, I don't really get it. Well, what happened? Well, <clears throat> you basically then get Mima in the hospital and the character that was playing the psychologist in the TV show is basically saying, oh, yeah, okay. So sometimes she reverts to her roomy character but you know I'm I you know she got me this far I'm never gonna have to kind of deal with that again and then she walks out into her car takes her glasses off and it's Mima and she's like oh yeah it's still me yeah and yeah the, the, that last twist <laughs> in spite of everything I said about this being a anime that makes sense that very last coda is a step too far. Not entirely sure I get it. But it basically just plays into the whole what is real and what isn't real. I think it was I think it was that she was just saying that no, this is me. This is me now. Yeah. Yeah. Not I get that, but I don't get Well no, because she for the whole film she's not been sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But it's still, you, but you're in your, you as the audience are like, well, I'm not bloody sure. <laughs> you might be. Well, I'm she, not. Uh, she was just underlining it for you. Yeah. Still makes it a great film. Oh, it's a brilliant film. It didn't lose it for me. Five stars. Well, we've got to stop animate five stars, Willie Lily. It's we, not really. We, we give everything four or five stars. I don't give everything. I give everything that we watch five stars or four, but then we pick the films that we watch. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say, hey, let's do a one-star film next week. Let's do a critical analysis of battleships. No. And we spend true. an hour talking about a film that at the end we go, one star. One star. Oh, I'll give it four stars. That's acceptable. Yeah, I'd probably give it four stars. Um, now, what I meant by that is uh, five stars has got to be very exceptional. It is pretty exceptional. It's got to be the best anime film you've ever seen, Mark. Well, it's probably it? the only anime film I've ever seen. Well, you, well, you, well hang on. You got halfway through a key race. Well, yeah, but I couldn't get to the end of it. That's not why. I can't watch like. We were very much of that generation. Well, that noise, I keep hearing a noise in there. That was. That, that was, was back of, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Michael Myers <laughs> at the back door. He can't come around the back, mate. There's no. Oh. Ooh. He can get anywhere, mate. He could get into that little. Garden area. Garden? Well, the back of that. Yeah, I don't know what you call He's got to Oh, oh imagine that. Oh, he's at the door. Pretty creepy. Oh, he's going to let me down. Um, he's going to let me down, Friday, isn't he? No, not necessarily. Oh, he's going to let me down. I reckon. Do you know what I reckon is going to happen? I reckon I'm going to love it and you're going to hate it. Because you, you haven't liked any of these new ones. I like the first one. What the f- no, but you didn't. You didn't like it, you told me. I didn't like the whole bogus doctor who wanted to see Michael Myers out in the wild. The rogue psychologist. Sartain. Yeah, that was all just that was a little bit of a um when he put his mask on. Yeah. Well that yeah. must have stank. Yeah. His mask what must stink. And the it, 
I didn't mind that one. The last one was just so bad. It, you know, it's a succession of people with potato faces telling you that evil's going to die tonight. Yeah, well, look, let's not keep going over it, but... It, it's, it's, <laughs> no, no, it was, oh, no, it was me. It was me. No, 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 it, it was me. It's just, it's Where's just, your stick? I'm mean, not going to hit myself on the head with a stick, am we? Well, yeah, I think it was me repeating myself. Have you been watching any of that Jeffrey Dahmer? No. Oh, okay. Have you? Yeah, a couple. I can't be dealing with it. I'm not a big fan. I don't. I got to be honest. I don't like it when it's real too much. It's too real. Well, it ain't real. Well, it did happen. Well, yeah, but this isn't real. Well, I know it isn't real, but it, I've I've seen enough documentaries to know. About how yeah, oh yeah, no, I've yeah, seen no, enough no, documentaries no. to know how fucking horrible it is. I don't really need to see it acted out in front of me. I sometimes feel a little bit with this. Is it? I mean, it's. It was it eight episodes, and they're yeah. an hour long, and it's like he's not that really interesting a character. He did terrible, horrible. No, he's a, yeah, but the, most of these horrible things. Are absolutely boring arse. Yeah, I, yeah, the that's it. I know. And in, I don't get me wrong. I this it doesn't glorify him or anything like that. But people at work are coming in and saying, "Oh, it was so shocking that last one. Oh, what happened?" And I kind of think, like, well, they're not really. I've seen that before. And it just, it just does seem really drawn out. Well, I, just, I don't need to see it. So it's probably good. Well, yeah. The actor's probably brilliant. Yeah. But uh, I don't need to see that. If it was David Tennant doing De- uh, Dennis Nelson, that's enough for me. That was fine. Well, I, you know, I do. I like all this stuff. You know? I like. I mean, I like horror films. I like gory horror films. But I, I, it's just, especially when there's people still alive that I had to deal with it all. Yeah, yeah. I just find that a little bit odd. I, I, that is more of a concern for me as I get older. When I was yeah. younger, I was maybe a little bit blind to that. But as I get older, I do have concerns about that. And Dharma has got criticism from some of the victims' families. Yeah, that have said like, "Yeah, it's just yeah, a bit." Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. So I've, you know, got nothing against it, but I, I ain't gonna be watching it. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Great, I'm glad I brought it up. Oh no, I didn't uh, want to end it on a banger. <laughs> oh god, no. There's no, there's still no release date in the UK for Pearl. I may be able to help you right there. Okay. Oh, I've seen the new Hellraiser. Okay. Oh no, I can't talk about that. I'm gonna to have to cut that out. Why can't? Why not? Because I downloaded it illegally, James. Oh my! Uh, it'll be coming to. It's Disney such a Christ. pirate, man. I am. Um, how do you think I get? How how do you think it is that any time you mention a film, I get it, and then every well, time? Why well, is I'm blind magicals. to that. Magicals. Well, yeah, I just think it's the dungeon. Should we talk um, about next week's movie? Are we 100 percent on that? Is that? Well, have you changed your mind now? No, no, no. It was your choice. Event Horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're doing Event Horizon next week. Yeah. Plus some other guff, wouldn't we? You'll probably, you'll probably get a full Halloween review next week <laughs> as well. I did think, Jamie, that if we were going to see it this weekend, we'll do a quick half an hour Halloween review one and then just bung it out. Well, I did, well, well yeah. So you might hear this after you've heard the review. Oh, really? Yeah. No, that'd be bad. You need to hear this first, because this well, is our expectations. Well, I could put this one out next. It's not a problem. Well, no, put it out in order. Put them out no, in but order. What I'm saying is, if we if we want to do a, a Halloween... <laughs> no, I can sort all this out, don't I? 
if we want to do a Halloween review, we've got to put the Halloween review out the week it comes out. We can't put a Halloween review out in four weeks, five weeks. Right, okay, I see what you're saying. But then we can't put the Halloween review one out before the one where we're talking about yeah, our so expectations. We, so we put this one out first. But we need to put this one out in order. Why? We just do. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. No, because that will pickle your brain, will it? Yeah, it doesn't just, matter. I just want to do it in order. Just do it, 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 in order. it doesn't matter. It right, doesn't right. matter. It right. doesn't matter. Right, great podcast, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that was an off-air discussion. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> right, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Listeners, bye. Cheers. Jamie and Fortress Betamax Dungeon.